This is Unscripted, a podcast by St. Aldate's Church. Listen along as Simon Ponsonby encourages us to dig into Scripture in the midst of our everyday lives. So take a moment to recenter your attention and welcome the presence of God as we listen to these ancient words. Well, good morning, saints. Welcome back to Unscripted, and we're in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. And uh, yesterday we were thinking about Paul's comment for this reason, the sense that his life was framed and formed and fashioned for the sake of, that there was an inherent reason in it that God was working out his purposes. And the second part of verse 1 of chapter 3 says, for this reason, I am a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Paul is writing from jail, probably jail in Rome. And I love the divine irony that you see here, the kind of divine choreography, divine serendipity. Paul was the one who went to Damascus when he was called Saul in order to put in prison Christians. And yet here, 30 years later or so, he himself is in prison. He himself is in jail for being a Christian. What an amazing thing that is. That's a life that's been turned around. That's a life where God has made a difference. But he says here, not just I'm a prisoner in jail, not just I'm a prisoner of the Romans, but I am a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Can you see that? A prisoner of Christ Jesus. What does that mean? I mean, is he saying that actually Jesus has imprisoned him? Perhaps there is a hint of that here, that Jesus is his Lord and his master and his savior. And ultimately he is under the authority and rule and reign of Jesus. And he sees Jesus's power over all. So he may be, as it were, under the, uh, uh, as a prisoner under the control seemingly of the Roman authorities, even of Caesar, but actually over it all is Christ. He sees the sovereignty of Jesus in it. Or maybe he is saying that he is a prisoner of Jesus because it is for Jesus that he is in jail. He's a prisoner of Christ. He's chained to Christ. He's subject to Christ. And he's his willing prisoner. But he is in jail, and he is suffering, and he's suffering for his faith in Christ Jesus. I've recently read a book, a classic from the past, called Tortured for Christ by the Romanian Baptist pastor Richard Vermbrand, who spent 14 years in communist jails because of his faithfulness to Christ and his preaching of the gospel. I remember reading that book before I was a Christian, and it made a powerful impact on me, understanding that to follow Jesus had a cost, 
and a consequence. I've read other books similar to that about Christians in different countries being persecuted for their faith and yet somehow shining in their bleak and dank and dark, cold prison cells after a day of torture or beating. I mean, it's unfathomable to us here, some of you listening in your comfortable homes. Here we are, here am I speaking in my comfortable study after a nice night's sleep and a hearty breakfast, and I've come in to record this at work. Others of the faith are suffering, and they're in jail because they're following Jesus faithfully and won't deny him because they've taken up their cross. Whether in North Korea or in China or in Iran, communist or Islamist countries, people who follow Jesus can be imprisoned. They can face all sorts of persecutions, whether economic, whether physical, some even giving their life for the Lord. And when we read this about Paul the prisoner, we've got to marvel at his faithfulness to Jesus. But we must remember others who today are being persecuted. Let's pray for them. Let's honor them. Let's uh, get behind ministries like Open Doors and let's do what we can do prayerfully, financially, in support to remember those who love not their life unto death, but are willing to suffer for their faith in Jesus. What an inspiration. Let's not move over too quickly here. I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ. What a thing. What a man. And let's bless those in a similar context today. 